Hello everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast with me, Michael. And me, Gemma. <laughs> and, and her, Charlotte Jordan. Not really, she's not really here, is she? She was though, virtually, last week. I had a little chinwag over Zoom with Charlotte Jordan to talk about her past two years on Coronation Street as Daisy. Can you believe it? It's been two years since Daisy has been on the pro. She still seems like a real proper newcomer to me. What do you think? No, to me she seems like she's been in it forever, which I think is a sign of um, a character that fits in very well. Don't you? Yeah, well Coronation Street wants us to think that this char- character has existed forever and that Jenny's just not really mentioned her much over the years. Why not? But yeah, two, two years ago she um, first stepped onto the cobbles and it's been a bit of a rocky journey for the character, hasn't it? She came in as a just a plain old bitch. And, and now she's that. partly that and partly also quite nice she's... and a good match for Daniel, I think. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd, as, as she's got quite a lot going on in Coronation Street at the moment, what with um with the with the dirty calling on mum recently and moving house into number one with Daniel, we thought it would be the perfect time to get her on the podcast, have a bit of a chinwag and um, share it with you guys here. Now, there is also a YouTube version of this um, interview as well. So um, if you prefer to see interviews, then head on over to our YouTube channel and you can do just that. But if you just prefer ears only, here comes my interview with Charlotte Jordan. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Charlotte Jordan, one of Corrie's most exciting new signings in the past few years, and who plays the sake and sultry Daisy Midgley. Now, Daisy's been having a bit of a tough time recently, struggling to escape from the shadow of Daniel's ex, Sinead, and Charlotte's here to have a natter all about it. Charlotte, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you here. You've, you've, been, you've been pretty busy at work this week, I hear. Yes, it's um, it's all ramped up a bit for for Daisy, which is it's good to be back in the swing of things. But yes, yes, yes. So she's, she, I'm a bit she, tired. She, she's not been having the best of times recently, has she? So uh, t- tell me a bit at the moment. How, how do you think she's feeling at the moment, stuck in Sinead's shadow? And kind of what are your thoughts on how this storyline's been going for you? Yeah, I think um, yeah, it, it's that thing. I think that she's going to be battling with probably for however long she stays with Daniel I think it's you know living up to the ghost of of the first wife past sort of thing it's Mm. um it's I don't even even like when when you lose people you their memory is sometimes maybe a bit better or rosier than than the relationship even was in real life so he's Mm. you've got the rose-tinted version of Sinead to live up to you know she never knew her so um the, the 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 vision she's got of Sinead in her mind is probably you know a lot more fantabulous than than what it maybe was but in her mind she's just this perfect wife and this perfect mother who did always everything right and that you know Daniel loved very much and Daisy as we know can uh, be a little bit problematic and sometimes not do things right and not say the right thing that's one Um, way of putting it for sure yeah comparison (laughs) is the killer of all joy as they say so I think that's something she'll battle with forever <laughs> yeah I mean we've, we've seen definitely a bit more of a vulnerable side to um Daisy since all this has been going on and usually she's come across as quite confident like when when you came into the show a couple of years ago you were very you know out there sort of person so how, how much do you think that that confidence is a bit of an act on Daisy's part and is this like the real oh, day yeah. you were seeing now um yeah I think everyone I think it's a very human thing to do is to sort of put up this wall and put up this shield and sort of project the image you want people to see whether that's necessarily the real you or not um time will tell and I think time has proven with Daisy that it's it's a lot a lot of it is a facade Mm. um so it's it's been really nice to sort of give her relationships that she does 
genuinely care about um and that do bring out her softer sides and and her more human sides and her realistic sides so it's um it's been nice to sort of form those relationships yeah yeah and do you think that she sees a future in in this relationship with Daniel yeah she's all in she's all in with Daniel um even though he's probably not necessarily who she pictured she would end up with um you know he's got a kid he's got the the ex-wife well the uh widow he's a widower mm-hmm. shall we say um so not not what she imagined but you can't help who you fall in love with and um I think they do make each other better I think they bring out the best in each other most of the time so um it's it's something that's worth fighting for yeah because um Daisy had that thing with the uh, the footballer a year ago didn't she and I think that's the sort of person I would have expected her to end up with but that didn't yeah go down very well did it it what is that because the, the the person that you think you want or the life that you think you want um isn't isn't always what's cracked up to be you know mm. even if you, you want that easy life it's it's not it's not who you really want to be with so no. it's good for her to learn that so what do you think she sees in Daniel then what what attracts her to him I think it is just that classic tale of of opposites attract um sort of like well yeah I mean he, he's the intellect she's the Instagram girl it's um they're just yeah they're, they're opposites attract I think it's a very sexual relationship I think it's a chemistry thing Mm. Um, I think that's that's what's keeping them together yeah I mean you say that he's the intellect but Daisy has been quite surprising on a few occasions she's been quite clever as well hasn't she well yeah intellect is right. he, he's book smart she is um life smart maybe <laughs> <laughs> but she's quite good at spotting a missing apostrophe as well just like he is <laughs> yeah there we go we've got common ground there <laughs> how did you feel when you heard you were getting paired up with the son of Ken Barlow because that's quite a dynasty you're stepping in stepping into yeah, it was. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm up for anything. May I'll just sort of take every story as it comes at me. Um, so I, I was happy. I was excited about it. I thought, um, I thought it would be really fun to play with all the dynamics in the Barlow family. Sort of putting Daisy in with all of those characters. I thought that could be fun. Um, but mm. COVID's gotten in the way of so much. Like I remember when they first told me about it. Um, they were talking about you know all these like a, a dinner party that they were going to have and how they were going to do stuff with Tracy and Daisy but then obviously so much has gotten in the way um, mm. with the restrictions and stuff so um, hopefully we'll get to see a bit a bit more real life interaction now that the restric- restrictions have gone. Yeah now I'm, I'm trying to work out the timeline on this now because when you came into the show that was that was late 2020 wasn't it so we're well into COVID then but mm. Did you manage, were you hired for the job before the pandemic struck or was all your audition and everything during? Yeah, I was peak COVID, peak COVID hire. (laughs) Did did that make the whole process 10 times more difficult then, do you think? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, it it might have made it easier in the sense that there weren't as many rounds as there normally are. I had I had a self tape, which is very normal. You know, you get an audition through, you pop yourself on tape. Normally, you send it into the abyss and hear nothing, which is nice and depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes you hear about recalls or chemistry tests and all this other stuff. And then all I had after that was just one one chemistry read, um, mm-hmm. and then and then the offer. So it was actually a very simple process. It took a fair amount of time, but I did expect there to be more rounds. But I think because of COVID, they were just trying to keep it as uh, restricted as possible in terms yeah. of contact so yeah I mean things were obviously really difficult work-wise for people then so you must have felt incredibly fortunate to have landed oh yeah 
yeah yeah it came at a, a great time I was um you know I mean most of my friends are actors no one was working it was a really scary time um so it was a brilliant time to lock me into a, a full-time job for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah you said earlier as well that you were they, there had been plans for you to add more Barlow scenes but in when you actually came into the show it was just wall-to-wall rovers wasn't it you were like trapped oh yeah in the pub. <laughs> it well yeah because like it was it was such a difficult time to to sort of join a show and establish a new character because we were only allowed really two-handers which is why so much of the stuff which which you know I love working with Sal. She's my absolute favorite, but it was just really Jenny and Daisy or, well, that was it really for a really, really long time, wasn't it? Mm, um, so it took yeah. longer than anyone thought to sort of merge her in to the rest of the street. Yeah. There was, um, there's Richard Hawley there as well for a bit. Whether, and so you managed to get rid of him and <laughs> persuade Jenny. I did not him. flush him down the sinkhole. That was not my doing. You cannot blame me for that. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so I mean, were there any, actors um during the covid times that you were desperate to get a scene with and and have you been able to now that the restrictions have been lifted um i think it was more it was more because um you don't really know what they're planning on doing with you when you join um you're sort of just waiting in the wings and until until the scripts come through so it was more a case of um as the material was coming um when they started like with the johnny uh Jenny Daisy stuff when they started putting bits in with Carla mm. you, you sort of think oh that that could actually be a really good dynamic there if maybe they did some more with sorry um with with Carla and Daisy or you know you sort of just think as you get the material through oh well, if they went on a little lane there or a little tangent there that would be quite fun um so it sort of just depends who they put you with originally and then your imagination can sort of a bit wild <laughs> yeah yeah because um I, I remember reading something saying um back at the time your boyfriend's family were mega into Corrie weren't they so they must have been keen for yeah. you to have scenes all over the place yeah they um their, their all-time favorite is uh is Steve McDonald so uh they were just like any any scenes with Steve McDonald anything coming anything at all and I was like nope <laughs> sorry <laughs> but uh, it, but now we're getting there yeah, did it did it spoil the illusion for them a little bit having uh, having you on the show and and knowing you in real life? No, it was. I think I think I don't know if it's because um, whether it's the accent thing or characteristics that you put into it when you create a character that they're, they're quite good. They 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 know it's obviously um, a totally different thing, but it's not ruined the the viewing for them. They still are very good at separating it. So no, they're they're still loyal followers of the show. Don't you worry. That's good. And they're, they're not trying to get a load of spoilers off of you, either, are they? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I am desperate to be the favourite in-law, so uh, I will give them basically whatever information you want. <laughs> <laughs> so go, going back to, to Daniel, we've seen quite a few bumps in the road along the way, haven't we? Because, you know, we dated Lydia for a bit. Nikki came back on the scene earlier this year. Would, you, would it be fair to say that um, seeing Daniel with these other women has made Daisy realise she really does just want him? all to herself and that she's committed to him yeah oh yeah definitely um oh yeah and especially with the with the Lydia stuff she sort of realized uh that he was who she wanted that little bit too late didn't she with all that mm. stuff so um I think it was good for her to sort of get a couple of knockbacks before she got the guy um again I think that helps soften her up and and make her appreciate things when she has them it's yeah. all it's all very good for the character development yeah. i'm here for it <laughs> of course, of course. And, and and also this week we've just had um a bit of tension uh between 
Daisy and, and Daniel and, and Beth when Bertie calls, um, calls Daisy mummy. Now, Daniel says he didn't mind. Beth was horrified and, and Daisy just kind of seemed a bit freaked out by the whole thing. So is, is this ever going to be not weird for Daisy, do you think? Yeah, I think it will it will become her new normal. Um, I think it probably just came a bit sooner than she was expecting. Yeah. Um, but that's because it's so and everything's amplified. So and uh just so happened to be on the day of yeah. death anniversary as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So um <laughs> exactly. But I think um yeah, it, it did take her by surprise. She wasn't expecting it so soon, but it is something that she she knew it's inevitable so she knew it was coming at some point um but she wouldn't have thought how to deal with it because you know you take these things one day at a time and then you just mm. battle it when these things happen so it, it will become her new normal and I'm sure it will all be fine yeah I just need to be able to talk Beth around don't we well, you know, that's not that's not her job. Daniel can worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think I think Daisy might have said a few weeks ago that having one child around the house is enough for her. But do you think she'd ever want to have a child of her own with Daniel? God, not for a, not for a long time. Daisy is um, still somewhat of a child herself in her behaviours. So um, I don't know. Rob always uh, Rob always jokes about you know expanding the the clan and giving him a daughter. He'd like that, but I think we'll just we'll just take it easy. You know, let's just see that, if we can stay together for more. Keep that Barlow dynasty together. going now, haven't we? Well, <laughs> no, uh, I think it would take a while for her to want to have a kid. I always wondered whether what happened with her younger brother Tom affected Daisy's views on children. Yeah, that's going to be um yeah, it's a really traumatic thing to go through. So um mm. I think yeah, I think it would take a while. And and she is as much as she's growing and as much as she's developing, she is still a, a fundamentally selfish human being. So, you yeah, know, yeah. She's not going to want to put a kid first, her own kid first right now. She's got enough on her plate with Daniel and Bertie, so I think I think we're safe for a while. <laughs> and and you, you're absolutely right that she has grown because I have to be honest with you, Charlie. When when Daisy came into the show, she was not one of my favourite characters. I thought she That's was mega, mega super like That's I, fine. I love Jenny and Johnny together, but but it's like things like um, was it earlier this year or last year, I can't remember when she was worried about Bertie maybe swallowing a battery, and then she was opening up about Tom. That really helped me to warm to her a lot. So. <laughs> Do you, I, I think you're absolutely right to say that she's a bit more human now, but she's still got yeah. that, that minxy edge. Yeah, I think that's the the fun thing about her is that you never really know which version of Daisy you're going to get and you never know when the dark and the light are, are going to come out. So that's what's mm. fun for me anyway. Yeah. Is is that kind of what you've been told about the character when you when you went for the role that she had these this two these two sides to her? No, when I went for the role, she was just going to be a nightmare that was um that was the plan you know you, you weren't mm. supposed to like her she was supposed to rub you up the wrong way um and that's great that's that's really fun to play so I had no problem with that um yeah. but then when you take something on that is more long term like a quarry contract um you, you just try and add a little bit of this add a little bit of that and sometimes it takes and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> what really has taken is the relationship that you've struck up with Sally Ann Matthews your your telly stepmom Jenny I've absolutely loved those scenes in the Rovers together yeah she's a she's a queen we stand we love so yeah she's um she's been absolutely brilliant she's yeah. My number one here at Corrie. By the way, she she asked me yesterday to ask you how many times a week do you lose your security pass at Corrie? 
<laughs> um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Poor Sal. It's like she has gained another child after already having two sons. I leave my scripts everywhere. I leave pass everywhere. I am a nightmare. <laughs> I am a liability. And I apologize on a daily basis to her. <laughs> was it was it tricky at all getting the on-screen chemistry right where you you had to portray someone who'd obviously known Jenny for years but clearly mm-hmm. had been a big part of her life for quite a while how did you find getting that balance I mean I don't think that's necessarily a difficult thing to do I think with even with blood relatives sometimes you spend a lot of time with them sometimes you don't and you do have big gaps in relationships mm. um but I think if if any any person is is there for like formative years of your life you're always going to have a bond with them Mm. um and and jenny was there for really important years of daisy's life she is essentially the closest thing she has to a mum. you know all through her teenagers jenny was there so that bond's always going to be there and then it's just about coming back in and, and building on it Mm, yeah because yeah, you're, you're thick as thieves now aren't you although uh, there have been quite a few scenes where she's like thrown you out of the rovers and said I'm never going to forgive you again but she always will because yeah you're family yeah exactly well <laughs> yeah. It, it's weird because normally it's the case of well you can't pick your family but these two I, I love them because they kind of have chosen yeah. each other they kind of have chosen to actually really really be uh, a wonderful sort of dynamic duo together which um you know, is just a joy to mm. to work with Sal. So I'm glad that they're like this. Yes. Do you, do you think we will kind of delve any more into Daisy's past in future episodes? She must have a few more dark secrets in there. I it? would like to. I always think that. I'm always like, I wonder how far she has gone in certain situations. I wonder how dark it's gotten for her. Just because, like you say, when, when she did first rock up, she was such a terror so um (laughs) I do always think oh I wonder what else could come out of the woodwork but I think that just leaves you know a lot of room yeah for for future stuff surely your dad's got to turn up on the street at some point I don't even think he's got a name let alone you know a face on no I know I know me uh well Sal Sal's already cast him in in her mind so um it's it's something that that we both really like to happen but um you know there'll be other family members or such things that could happen in the future mm. well there is there is room for romance for Jenny now isn't there now that Leo's a bit <laughs> there is but then we were also saying whoever comes in has Jenny's love interest <laughs> not a good track record so I don't know no. <laughs> like, do you want that part do you <laughs> but there is, uh, there is room I absolutely loved the line after Leo was killed by the way when you said oh yeah he was a bit boring though wasn't he <laughs> Well, you know, she she speaks the truth, does our Daisy sometimes. And um, if that's what's going to make her feel better about the situation, then she will tell you that your boyfriend is dull. Don't worry. Yeah. He was she, she is one of those characters that will say the kind of things that we're all thinking, but we, we don't actually say. Yeah, that's like really impolite to say, but Daisy's just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which how, is great. <laughs> how, how have you found the audience's reaction to her? When, you, when you've been looking on, on social media and things, is it kind of uh, what you were hoping for? Mm, I remember when I first started, um, obviously because she did come in as an antagonist, you, you, you know, the response was, you know, ew, who is this? Um, <laughs> which I, was, I have to sound guilty of that. No, time. and like Sorry. I said, like, <laughs> you can expect it. But I think I don't. I don't know how healthy it is 
to read all of it. So um, I did do it at the beginning because you mm. can't help it. You're curious. It's a, it's a human thing. And then I very quickly removed myself because I thought I don't want people's opinions to alter how I play her. Yeah. Um, so I just came off it, sort of just stuck to my guns with it and decided to to crack on. Um, because I think also with social media, it's such a weird thing. If you if you believe the bad, it means you believe the good. If you believe the good, you believe the bad. It's just this weird thing that I just think actors should step back a bit, mm. do your job, promote it, and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the 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 soap bitch, the kind of character that Daisy is, is a, a real like archetype for the genre. Have you based the character on any other particular characters, soap or otherwise, that you've that you've seen in the past? There's definitely comparisons to be made between Daisy and like Tracy, for example. Yeah, I don't I don't know how um at the beginning, I think, yeah, that I thought she did have real, real potential to sort of go in a very similar route, but I don't know how much mm. how much of that would be true now to sort of the Daisy no, that's true. To. Yeah, I mean there's definitely deep down in Daisy, she's got a really good heart, so yeah. a real kind of depth and intelligence to her that maybe Tracy doesn't have yeah so I don't I think you would have to come to a point where she really just had lost everything and had literally nothing else to lose to sort of go to that sort of level of of um soap bitch again as you (laughs) even thinking back to like those scenes that you had with Ryan last year where you kind of seduced him got him Mm. drunk even when I look back at that now I think oh I don't think Daisy would do that anymore no, no. But she's, she's in a comfortable place in their relationship. I guess it's when she's yeah. <laughs> when she's not, then that's when the dominciness comes. But that's when, yeah, exactly. That's when it, everyone should be a little bit concerned. Um, but that's what I mean. So, you know, all of that is rooted from a place of her just being absolutely desperate for someone to love her, you know. Mm. She didn't get it from her dad. She didn't get it from her mum. She didn't get it from anyone. So that just, you know, brings yeah. a lot of issues in a person. <laughs> so um, now that she's got that stability in her life, and she's got that relationship with Jenny and she's got that relationship with Daniel. She's a lot nicer to be around. <laughs> he is, but I, I still just get a feeling that one of these days she's going to break Daniel's heart again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I that's what that's what I, I love about her. I'm, I'm hoping every time you think that, oh, you're on a track somewhere, this is all going very well. I assume they'll sort of just drop a bomb on it and drama will ensue. <laughs> I, I hope that you get to stay together for a little while because I, they, they do like to split up co- couples in coronation. So they put them together, piece little scenes together, split them up. But I, I think that you two work really well. So um, I'm, I'm gunning for you to go the course at least. <laughs> yeah, no, they, to be fair, they have split up a fair few times already, haven't they? I know, I know. <laughs> but I think, I, think, um, I think they'll be okay for a little bit. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> now, something else that I think a lot of people really like about Daisy is being able to watch all the little ways that you react to what's going on around you in the scenes, like, you know, the pouncing, the raised eyebrows and stuff. Does, <laughs> does that sort of thing come naturally to you when you're in character, just the, the little micro? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always so much going on in, in these scenes. Like when you're in the Rovers, you've got sometimes maybe three conversations going on at once in one scene. Um, mm. And if you're working in a bar like that you you are just eavesdropping on all conversations and it, it would be natural to you want all the gossip and, and you want to react to stuff so it's 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 just fun to do yeah mm. and I was I was lucky enough to be able to see you filming a scene in the back room of the Rovers earlier this year and I, I kind of noticed it then even when the camera wasn't necessarily on you you were kind of 
you know, pouting away or twisting your hair or whatever. It was great. And you're always so full of energy between takes as well. Do you do you like to do anything to get yourself like hyped up for a scene to get yourself in character, you know? I'd like to tell you that I have all these really respectable actuary methods. Um <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I just I, I I learn my scene, I turn up, I try and have some fun and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, is she an easy character to get into? I, I mean are you, are you at all like Daisy? Maybe not the, the nastiness. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone's, like I said, I think what's so great about Daisy is she does have sort of seven personalities sometimes. So I think there are little bits of everyone in those characters. You can see parts of yourself in in her. Hmm. Um, and then it's sort of just pushing it out to the extreme. Um, as long as you can sort of justify the motivations in some way. Mm. then um, then it's okay to play yeah. but no I mean I think we are very different but I can understand her motivations yeah yeah were you um were you always uh, when you were younger did you always want to be an actor um I wanted to be a dancer um mm. and then and then oh god how did I even get into this industry yes I wanted to be a dancer and then an agency came to my dance school Mm. um and then sort of just asked if if I'd like to to try some stuff um and I just went yeah sure okay and then went with it got a couple of jobs and and carried on really mm. yeah you I, I've been having a look on your IMDB page and was it the bill the first thing that you were in the bill yes yeah, yes great place to cut your teeth on the bill my first uh my first TV job my first ever job was um was Les Mis yeah, in the West oh. End, I did, I did that, and then who were you in Les Mis? In Les Mis, uh, you... I was little little Eponine in a little bonnet. Were you? Um, I was, and then I did. God, what did I do now? Oh, this is going back a very long time. Um, Les Mis, then I did Macbeth, and then I did The Bill. Then yeah. the TV stuff started. Yeah. Oh, I love Les Mis. I'd have liked to have seen you in that. <laughs> maybe, I can't remember when I went to see it. I did go and see it at some point around then. So you never know. Maybe, maybe I was maybe. there in an audience. <laughs> or Les Miserables, as my father used to refer to Oh, yeah, to totally. It. Yeah, Les Miserables, <laughs> totally. Did, did um, I, I saw as well, then you did this Nickelodeon show, didn't you? Summer in Transylvania. That must have been uh, quite fun. Yeah, that was like fun. kids show, was it? It was, yeah. Nickelodeon show... Yeah, because I was stressful, actually. It was probably the only time I've been a bit stressed when I was acting because it was uh-huh. during my last year at school when you had exams. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to audition for vocational schools, like for for ballet colleges, basically. Mm. Um, so I had a lot on my plate when that happened. Um, my attention was sort of split. Um, and that's probably when I sort of decided, oh, actually, maybe, maybe I do prefer acting and maybe I should mm. attempt yeah. that. For however long I can. <laughs> but, but what's all this I hear about you being in a girl band formed by Jerry Halliwell? What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I've been digging, Charlie. <laughs> how this stuff comes out. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was just. It was an audition. It's just like any other job that you get through, except yeah. it was for a pop band. So you just go to the audition. You you do your thing. You go home. Um, and then and then you get a call about whether you get the job or not. Um, and Jerry and and Simon Fuller, who did the Spice Girls and all mm. that other stuff, um, they were putting together another band, and and that I, I ended up in that for a couple of years. It was mainly a development thing. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so going back to Curry, then, what would you say has been your favourite thing to do so far? Have you got any particularly memorable scenes or moments, you know? Mm, memorable scenes. I think it's more, um, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but it's more, I just, I so enjoy the the Jenny Daisy relationship. Um, and Sal and I do just have so much fun working together. Mm. like giggly 12 year olds it's a bit embarrassing sometimes um <laughs> so I think you know anytime that that we get to do the fun stuff together not when she's like you say you know kicking me out of the rovers and I have to burst into tears <laughs> but um when we're doing the the silly sisterly dynamic I, I really I that that's really good fun for me it's always mm. a good day at work yeah yeah have you got any thoughts about where you'd like to see Daisy's story heading into the future I think for me, it's like you've mentioned, I, I, I'm interested in her past. I, I would like to sort of dive into that and, and see what she's been up to mm. when she, cause she had such a big gap, like you say, where she wasn't in touch with Jenny um, and where she was sort of just all over the place. Like it wouldn't even surprise me if she had like a secret husband or something from another <laughs> life. You know? It wouldn't even surprise me. Like it, it's just, I would love to know what she's been up to. Because yeah. um, when you came into the show, you had a boyfriend for about an episode or two, didn't you? Maybe yes, he could come back. Yes, I did. And uh, and Daisy was a bit of a, a bit of a terror to him. Yeah. Well, she was a terror to all in the early days, wasn't she? So um I remember I, I loved that. I remember your your very first episode is absolutely loved. And then you turned your attentions to being horrible to Johnny and I was like, No, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may, maybe bring this guy back. I don't know. I'm also like I want to see what happens with the whole uh, with the Stephen story and whether Daisy's going to be involved in you know a bit of sleuthing around finding the yeah. truth about Leo. But yeah, you you'd possibly like to say, think, I'm sure. I well, I can't possibly say exactly that, but you, you'd like <laughs> to think that some suspicions are raised somewhere. Um, whether that's from Daisy or whether that's from Jenny, I have no idea. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, that, that's what I mean. Like, there's so many characters that come into it. You've got so much to play with. And, I mean, anyone's guess is as good as mine. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, one thing I really do hope is that they, at some point, give you, you know, the, the big uh, soap award winning TV magazine front cover in sort of big story. Because they, they like to give people like, you know, S Sally Carmen, she gets these huge stories, doesn't she? And, and Jane Dancer. And all that. I, I think that the time has come now. You've been in the show for two years to get your, to get your big A story. Do you reckon? <laughs> I reckon. I reckon so. Ah, that's very kind. Squeeze a few tears out. That's what that's what the proper leading ladies of curry do, isn't it? They gotta cry. Yeah, gotta <laughs> gotta get the tears going. Gotta get the waterworks. Yeah, exactly. Well, whatever the future holds for you, I, I'm sure I'm gonna love it because I'm a proper Daisy convert now, and it's been absolutely lovely speaking to you today, Charlie, to to find out a bit more about what makes you tick. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. Oh, of course. I feel like if if we were able to convert you to a Daisy fan, there's there's hope for all. <laughs> indeed, Derek. Indeed. <laughs> I will let you go now. Thank you again, and um, I Thank hope you. to see you again sometime soon. Thank you for having me. Sarah, bye bye. There you go. There you Thank go. Thank you so much for Thank you, Charlie. Thanks Thank for you, coming Charlie. onto the podcast. That was lovely. Mm. Very nice, very lovely lady. And then good to hear all about um, uh, her, her time on Coronation Street and pre-Coronation Street as well. Who'd have get? I never yeah. knew that she was West End star on Les Miserables but, as know, well. <laughs> I have to say, when I went to go see, and I, I put this on Twitter and I remember her liking this. Um, when I went to go see the musical Six, mm. 
which is about the six wives of Henry VIII, there was a character, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten, I know they're based on real people, so I should know the names, but I forgot which one it was. But she sings a song, and she's, like, really flirty and kind of, like, mean girly and, uh, like, oh, I... Like, um, how was I supposed... To, how yeah. was I meant to know, I think, the name of the song is. But I just really, in my mind... Because I was far away from the stage, because I don't, I couldn't afford the the close seats. I just imagined it was Charlie Jordan, and now I feel vindicated because yeah, she can sing. So I reckon she, she could do, she could perform that part. She can absolutely. Well, hopefully not for a while, because I do want no. her to stay in Coronation Street for a good time to come. Now I want, I just want this to be a relationship that lasts between her and Daniel. Oh, okay. Not, not, not Sarah and Adam. Not Gary and Maria. Let's keep Daniel and Daisy together for a long time. Why I don't think they're fab together? Hurry, ask us what we think. Yeah, just give us the. Just let us just let be us in charge. Let all us be directions. the Silla Black of Coronation Street. <laughs> right. Um. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back um at the weekend with more. Coronation Street goodness, letting you know everything that happens in this week's Coronation Street and what we thought about it, I suppose. But until um, until then, ta for now from me. Goodbye. And bye from me. And I'm sure goodbye from Charlotte Jordan as well. Mm-hmm. Farewell. The music for this episode <laughs> came from podcastthemes.com.